They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini Boys. Hey everybody, welcome to the Combini Boys podcast, where your hosts Matt and Mike explore the world of Japanese convenience stores. This week, we check out the Chicky Wars with a look at Family Mart's Poke Chicky. Take a look at the scoreboard for new items released this week from each Conveni. Take a deep dive into the unfortunate phenomenon of the elderly crashing their cars into Convenis. And look at Lawson's new strategy for Odan. Oh, and this week, we're making our YouTube debut. Feel free to continue listening as normal, or if you'd like, check out a video version of this podcast on YouTube. Just search Conveni Boys YouTube and you'll find us. Alright, now let's head over to the Conveni. Hey, Mike. Hey, Matt. How's it going? It's going really well here. You know, it's uh, it's great to see you on screen. Wow. Yeah. No. This is uh, this is pretty exciting. Um, as you know, normally we just do a podcast, but this week we're trying out this whole video thing. As you know, this is episode. 20. 20. And so we are pulling out all the stops for this episode. A lot of our listeners have said, you know, we wish we could see what you guys are talking about. And we do post content to our social media accounts, but uh, people want to see it live. And so uh, that's what we're going to be doing here on Zoom. We're going to be sharing live what we're talking about. So hopefully this will this will take people into the conveni with us. Something that we've been trying to do. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. You know, I've got a, uh, I've got a Kirin Honshibori going on right here. And 28% um, juice. Wow. 28. How is that possible? Um, yeah, it's great. Uh, so I'm pretty pumped up. I also got, um, I think uh, your wife will like this. I got some tofu jerky going on right here. Tofu jerky. How's that? Yeah, it's um, as you can see, I mean, it has the look of uh, of jerky, and you know, I mean, it's all it's not bad. I gotta say, I did have vegan hot dogs this weekend at the campsite, and those weren't bad either. I gotta say, things are really picking up on that front. But um, what do you say we get started? As usual, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, let's do it. All right. Well, unfortunately, we're kicking things off with a blooper, and this could be the biggest blooper yet. Uh, last wow. week, of course, uh, one of our new products featured was the 7-Eleven Johnsonville Wiener, the single wiener. And on the package, it said number one U.S. sausage brand, and we both were very confident that was made up. Uh, yes. Not only was that not the number one American sausage brand, we questioned the very existence of Johnsonville sausage. Uh, my mom, maybe uh, one of our biggest fans, uh, immediately sent me a text message with not just uh, stating that this was a real thing, but with commercials, Johnsonville commercials. And uh, Mike, there's no doubt, holy moly, this is a big time sausage company here as you can wow. see they got rope sausages italian sausages fully cooked links flame grilled sausage fully cooked breakfast sausages ground <laughs> sausage sausage strips brats fresh breakfast sausage snackers chicken and turkey sausage meatballs i mean the list goes on and on oh my goodness they Are even you have a sizzling me? sausage grill 
And I did do a little bit of research here. Um, yeah, they are not the number one okay. sausage brand, but they are the number four sausage brand, according to Statista. Uh, Jimmy Dean naturally taking the number one slot. Sure. Johnsonville, yeah. you know, very strong position. So, yeah, there's the correction for this week. Wow. And even, even ahead of old Bob Evans and Banquet <laughs> Brown and Serve, who I... It's pretty embarrassing, I got to say, you know, um, <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, we try to keep our facts straight here. And uh, but now when you were showing that page and I saw I saw that logo, I, I maybe it's a different logo here in Japan or something, because when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. OK, I, I, I feel like I've seen that before. So, you know, like we've said, it's episode 20. We've had a handful of bloopers, but I think we're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, normally we got the facts straight, but, uh, and you know, when we get them wrong, we get them wrong. We admit it. And, uh, Hey, that's what's, that's, what's important here. Exactly. All right. Um, so, uh, as usual, we kick things off with the chicky wars, Mike, and this week, my goodness, we have some big news indeed. As we shared a few episodes ago, family Mart has released the Poke Chicky, the Poke Chicky being mm-hmm. a copy of Lawson's Karaage-kun. And That's a question right. that we had, you know, if you're gonna go to, if you're gonna invade mainland Europe, you better bring the troops to do it. And we questioned, was Family Mart prepared to yes. go to battle with Lawson's 201 known flavors of Karaage-kun. Well, this week, Mike, they are releasing five new flavors of Karaage-kun. I'll just list them off here. We have the sour plum flavor, the monje yaki, the taco yaki, the barbecue, and the corn potage. Um, Mm. What are your thoughts on this? Do you have one that catches your eye? Uh, you know, to be honest, if there's going to be one that catches my eye, it's that corn potage, as we've talked about, I'm a corn maniac. And, Mm -hmm. um, but I will say my, my first impression was, uh, when you're just getting started, your flavors are, are a little bit more subdued. They, they sort of make sense. You know, we got the, what did we say? The monjayaki, the takoyaki, the BBQ, sour plum corn potage. These are all, you know, like I'd say, in the realm of flavors that a normal person would understand. Whereas Lawson, I mean, is so far ahead. Like, (laughs) I think that it would be difficult for Lawson to release any of these items right now because, you know, I think people would just say, well, you know, it may be if they said, you know, the triple corn potage or the double monjayaki, then, uh, you know, I would understand. But so I guess my, my, my general impression is that, um, Okay, you know, if it looks like they're gearing up, but um, you know, it, it seems like they're still at just the just the beginning of the the battle here. Yeah, that's a great point, Mike. Um, yeah, Lawson, they don't even always release flavors; they release concepts, as we shared <laughs> a little over a month ago. The black hole flavor—that is obviously not a flavor. Not a. <laughs> uh, they have flavors by pop groups. Again, not flavors. Um, and so, yeah, I guess uh, Family Mart, yeah, they, they got a long slog ahead. Yeah. You know, this is not going to be a couple of week thing. This is going to mm. be, you're heading into Russia, you know, and this is kind of like Napoleon's March and you better be ready. 
for the long winter that lies ahead. But we'll see if they are. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, I, I like this and I'm, I'm looking forward to the battle in the future. All right, so um, coming up next is a section that we've introduced recently and you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the scoreboard. This mm -hmm. is where we look at each company, how many new items are they releasing each week? And so I'm going to give the score this week. We've got Family Mart with 51, mm. Lawson with 33, and 7-Eleven with, you know, 95. Yep. Uh, yeah. What, what, do you, what do you think about these numbers? I think it's a return to normal. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Family Mart right in their 50 wheelhouse. Lawson last week, they were high because of the Oden release. But this week, again, back down to their 33 quality items. And then 7-Eleven, just a cannon shot of 95 <laughs> whacked out things and uh i know you <laughs> we were both again flummoxed by the mix of stuff that 7-eleven had has for offer uh this week yeah yeah no i'm um it, this is a well-rounded uh scoreboard i think this week although lawson as we'll see 33 including a certain set of items so that that's kind of interesting 7-eleven yeah i agree i was just had no idea what most of these things were, but um, all right. So as we do with the scoreboard, each week we take a look at the score and then we also pick up an item that we, uh, that we like from each Kambini. And so uh, this week I was thinking that um, maybe I'll start off and mm -hmm. um, I think we should go ahead and start with Family Mart. So I'm gonna, my first item, I'm talking about the Tskemen. And mm -hmm. as it's translated in English here, Cold noodle dip, uh, thick three-layer noodles with elasticity and smoothness. It features a rich bo pork bone broth soup made by adding bonito, mackerel, niboshi, and other seafood stock Ooh. pork base. So the reason I picked this one up is, um, you know, I, I don't think we've actually talked about skimen yet mm. on the uh, the podcast. But, um, you know, people know ramen, they know uh, soba and udon, but skemen um, is also a really popular uh, uh, type of noodle in Japan. It's where you have the soup and the noodles separately. Mm. And um, as you can see, this is, it looks like we got some chashu there. We got the egg, we got the noodles and that broth. I mean, you know, oh, whoa, looks pretty good. And the reason I actually picked this one up is because... Um, I have some fond memories of you and I going to get some skemen on Tatemachi Street. And I remember having that, that, uh, that skemen, that cold noodle dip. And, uh, you know, I think we were both hurting after that, but, um, yeah. <laughs> so this is my, uh, this is my pick for the week. What, uh, what do you think? I love skemen. This looks super good. I'm, I'm so impressed by what the Konbini is doing with, with noodle sets these days. Um, it's so much more than obviously cup, cup noodle. And yeah, that place in Tatemachi. Yeah. I, we'd probably hit that up once a week late night. And for me, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I could really just, I think probably sometimes I did set a timer from, uh, you know, first bite to uh, need to get to a toilet and it was about three minutes, just enough time to hit the Mr. Donut on the way home. If I pedaled hard on my bicycle to pick up uh, <laughs> three Ponda rings. Yeah. But yeah, awesome choice. 
<laughs> I love, yeah, great choice, Mike. Looks great. All right. So um, coming up next is your choice. I'm going to go and flip the tab here and boom. Yep. So uh, coming out of Family Mart here, um, this is a potato chip. This is the garlic chicken cheese flavored potato chip, the Evolution brand, I guess. Um, but what was struck me about this was this is this is not a flavor. Garlic, chicken, and cheese, this is not a natural combination of anything, despite what that weird picture of a fork grabbing whatever that is, is. Um, it, it seems like Family Mart, maybe they just have one of those lottery machines with ping pong balls flying around and they, they reach in, grab one out. Oh, chicken. You know, <laughs> grab one, grab a second one. Oh, garlic. And then they go and grab a grab a third. Oh, cheese! All right, boom! Potato chip flavor <laughs> done. So that's what struck me about this product. It's it's not a legitimate flavor. It's just three random flavors combined. Yeah, this is interesting. I'm sure that it's good. As you can see, I'm kind of zooming in here. As you said, this is <laughs> gaudy gaudy cheese and chicken aji. So. Um, yeah, I don't think this is a dish, but it, although it seems as though they're portraying it as such, uh, but I will say this is amazing. And as you said, I don't know what this has to do with evolution. <laughs> I guess this is the evolution. First they had garlic and cheese and now they're adding the chicken. That's like a monkey, you know, going <laughs> to a human, I guess. Um, which to be fair, I think that's a pretty good comparison. And, um, you know, this is a... <laughs> No, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's great, and uh, I think it's a great choice. All right. Uh, shall we head over to Lawson here? Yep, and my first item, if you want to pop that open, I'm going to switch over here. My item is not actually one item. I wanted to scroll to a section oh, here, and I'm talking about yes. this section right here. Ladies Ooh. and gentlemen, I'm talking about the Mon, the Nikoman section. So as we talked about last week, um, Lawson also uh, released last week the Oden, and um, this week it's the Nikuman. One more uh, sign that we are ending summer and heading mm -hmm. into the the winter season. So you know, um, it's no it's no secret. We talked about it when we talked about our top three items. You know, Nikuman is Nikuman, and by Nikuman, I mean. This guy right here is one mm. of my favorite Ooh. items at the Kambini. This is a soft uh, steamed bun with things inside. Mm. And um, yeah, oh. so I was just really excited. Mons are one of my favorite things at Kambini. And uh, yeah, so my choice of this week is just the Nikuman section at the Kambini. Yeah, what a great choice, Mike. And again, Lawson, last week it was all about the Oden transition. This week about the Nikuman. Lawson is just on it with the seasonal transition here. And uh, great that you didn't pick one. It's impossible to just pick one Mon because they're all so damn good. If you could zoom in on that Pizza Mon, Mike, I yeah. want folks to get a real good look at that one too. <laughs> that is just one of the best products out there. Um, as you can see, it's got that melty cheese with the tomato oh. sauce. That's uh, Karen's number one conveni item right there, the pizza man. And really, understand. it is fantastic. Um, but yeah, uh, absolutely. This is the this is the hot box next to the hot box, as we shared 
many episodes ago. So uh, yeah, wow. Great choice. Truly one of the great items, not mm. just in the Konbini, but in all of Japan. And in all the world. All the I, think world. Gonna, I think we can <laughs> extend it even out further. <laughs> all right. All right. So coming up next to, whoops, to your choice. Um, right. Let me go over here and boom. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I had a hard time honing in on one here. Lawson had a lot of good dishes this week. He Nikuman, but they also had a few good pasta dishes as well. And I got one here. This is the cheese, 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 six cheese, fresh pasta. This is clearly a theme these days. It looks like the Konbini are trying to one-up each other on how cheesy they can make a dish. 7-Eleven, of course, just drilling their dogs with three kinds of cheese. Mm -hmm. Now Lawson raising the stakes with six kinds of cheese. And um, if you look at the instructions there, Mike, Lawson is advising the customer to pop it in the microwave and watch the sea of cheese expand. Yeah. Oh my this is goodness. like a cheese fondue, they're saying. And it also has anchovy and garlic seasoning. So uh, a fairly elegant seasoning to pair with that uh, just savage amount of cheese. Yeah, this is, uh, I don't know, when, when does it become too many <laughs> kinds of cheese where you just kind of, it becomes one sort of all-encompassing flavor? I'm not sure, but I don't think six is the number. And I am really interested in this. You know, one of my favorite things at the Kambini is are these cheese pastas, but man, wow, look at this. It's just like that cheese is just sitting on top there. And oh, wow, I it looks amazing. I, I How could this not be good, right? <laughs> that is a sea of cheese. Um, I was watching some Bear Grylls over the weekend. No doubt he could build a raft with some grapevine and driftwood and float across that pile of cheese right there. Man, that is extraordinary. All right, okay. So heading over from the, you know, the, the classic Family Mart, the amazing Lawson, and now we're heading into just the, the flea market. Right? <laughs> 7-Eleven. All right. I had a really hard time choosing I, I, an item this week because um, it was just such a smattering of just random things like i i really don't know how they make them but i'm gonna i'm gonna show you what i got so my item right here i'm Ooh. talking about the habaya <laughs> oh. <laughs> tough gumi new sankin drink aji this is a uh this is a tough gummy sweet and the flavor is like kalpis one of the famous drinks in japan mm -hmm. uh New sankin, which is lactic, or uh, I think lactic acid, um, but I think this would be translated into fermented uh, uh, milk, mm. drink, mm. flavored, mm -hmm. tough, gummy snack. So, um, Matt, um, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of some tough, gummy snacks. I like when you bite into that gummy, you're not just, your teeth aren't going for, through on the first bite. You yeah. gotta kind of work through it a little bit, you know. And so, but that being said, I'm not too sure about this uh, 
fermented milk flavor. Um, wh what do you think? What, what's your, what's your uh, view on gummy and especially tough gummies? I love gummy, and um, I also like a tough gummy. As it says on the packaging there, the toughness is what will get you. It'll just become a habit. You need your tough gummy fix. Oh, yeah. The flavor is um, baffling, and the package here, it looks like they've tossed it into uh, some kind of pitcher, as if it's kind of like an Alka-Seltzer or something like this. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't really get what that is supposed to be. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine myself picking this one up, Mike. Lactic acid flavored tough, tough gummy. Um, and it doesn't, normally on a product like this, it, it would have a list of health benefits, dubious health benefits, usually, you know, five or six bullet points. We shared one beverage several episodes again that claimed all kinds of things. And uh, yeah. I'm just sort of waiting or wondering where those claims are for this particular flavor and I don't, I don't see them. So yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go for this. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a mystery item for sure, but um, <laughs> all right. Okay. So last we're going into your item from Seven Eleven, and I'm going to slam it here. Boom. Yeah. Um, this uh, again, uh, flummoxed by what exactly this is. This is the double sausage uh, as it says there on the package in English, grilled pork sausage and frankfurters with black pepper. Uh, no doubt that sounds good. Where I get a little lost here, Mike, as you can see, this is shaped like an onigiri. Uh, it has that triangle shape, but nowhere on this page will you see the words onigiri, and this is not in the onigiri section. And so I'm just totally baffled by why this is a triangular shaped package, because normally sausages come in a uniform length and mm -hmm. width, and to stuff them in this triangular shape would mean mm -hmm. all different kinds of lengths and widths. So I'm hoping those are encased in rice, like an onigiri, because I think that would actually be pretty darn good to have this um, Oh, hang on. I know what this is. I just realized. You know what this is? What's that? This is a big bag of wieners. <laughs> That's what this is. I've, I've just realized it. And um, this is, I was picturing something that you could hold in your hand. This is something that you carry out. This is a big bag of wieners, everybody. Um, that's probably what, eight, nine inches tall, mostly full of air. <laughs> But there are probably about 20, 25 wieners in that boy. That's what that is. <laughs> I got to be honest. I was actually thinking of picking this one up as well. And because I thought it was an onigiri. Yeah. It, and until you described it to me, you're right. This is not an onigiri. This is a 228 yen bag of, of double wieners. <laughs> um, as you can see, they've got the classic. This is a classic snapping action of some wieners going on right here yeah i guess that's just a bag of wieners that's and in that wieners. case it looks pretty damn good i like the sound of that black pepper seasoning <laughs> i like how they uh so grilled pork sausage and frankfurter so are those different things i guess it's the that's the double wiener so you got grilled pork sausage and your frankfurter with black pepper wow that's a great item right there and it says, just pop it in the microwave. And you got yourself a meal right there. Wow. That was a, uh, that took me for a, a ride there. I was not <laughs> expecting 
where that was going to go. But um, all right, Matt, um, that closes us off for the week on the scoreboard. Um, but uh, some great items. And as you know, next week, we're going to have another 200 or 300 items to look at as well. So we have that <laughs> to look forward to as well. Yeah. And um, going into our lead story this week, uh, this is yet another follow-up on the phenomenon of old people crashing into the conveni. A few weeks ago, Mike, we introduced this topic. I was skeptical of how big of a problem this is. We followed up last week. You did some research demonstrating mm-hmm. that not only is this a problem, this is a big problem. So big, in fact, that Toyota engineers are looking into ways to help old people from pressing on the uh, wrong pedal when they're mm-hmm. parked into the conveni. Yeah. And so what we wanted to do this week was try to share with our audience, what exactly are we talking about when we say old people crashing into the <laughs> conveni? And so we Googled pretty much that exact term. We got a couple photos here to show what we're talking about. And what do you say we crack one open? I got, uh, I got one here, yeah. Mike. I'm going to share my screen so the viewers can see here. This is... um. Yeah, this is what we're talking about here, ladies and gentlemen. This is a K car, K car meaning a small little guy, small engine. (laughs) And as you can see, this thing is fully parked inside of a conveni. The back wheels are through the glass onto the retail floor. And Mike, you mentioned this last week. They got to be just revving that engine and just yeah. flooring it to get that <laughs> far in. These cars do not have a lot of power. I had a K car in the Noto going uphill. If I had a second passenger, I was I was slowing down. And yeah. so these old folks have got to be doing some kind of a burnout where the tires are shredding. <laughs> they pop the clutch and boom, next thing you know, you're inside the hot box. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, this is what we're talking about here, Mike. Um, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm sure the, the listeners as well had that image as well when you say, <laughs> you know, old people running in the conveni, yeah, sure. You know, maybe they like bump their, you know, their bumper on the, on the front of the, the conveni. But no, as you can see, this is, this is the real, <laughs> this, is, this is what's going on. As you said, these are not people just running in the Kabini. They're slamming down, pedal to the metal, coming in. And I don't know, what what do you think, what, what was this person thinking when they were, before they ended up inside of, unfortunately ended up inside of the Kabini here? I got to believe they felt some kind of panic, a great sense of urgency to move. Uh, maybe there was an attacker, uh, an assailant that was that was about to injure them. And they just felt this tremendous need to step on the gas yeah. Um, but my God. Yeah. Uh, I think you have another one, Mike, here to really yeah. share what exactly is happening. Let's pop this guy open. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So as you can see here, this is a um, surprisingly. I mean, this is a seven, 71-year-old person. But um, surprisingly, as, as you just said, normally you're in a K car. These things have maybe 50 horsepower, but this, this person looks like they're in the bend. So I don't know what's going on there, but um, yeah. So uh, my sort of theory or, or what, what, what's your theory? What, what happened here with this, uh, with this case? 
Yeah, let me try to break it down here. Um, yeah, so this is a full-size <laughs> sedan. Uh, he has parked, as you can see here uh, on the bottom right, there are concrete barriers mm -hmm. that are in front of the parking spaces. So they had to actually get first over that barrier. Then, as you can see, they've cleared through the front of the Convini. Uh, the, the driver's seat has got to be about, uh, probably I'd say, in front of the uh, specialty drinks rack there. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, what could have happened here? Um, it's, hard, it's hard to explain. I mean, the guy, the guy, you know, he just stepped on the gas. He obviously can't handle this much car. <laughs> I'm surprised he actually didn't go further into the conveni because if you step on the gas, you make it over that concrete barrier, you're hauling ass. You're hauling ass. And uh, thank goodness he stopped that early because otherwise, you know, you keep, you keep the pedal down and you're going to be parked inside the Oden tank. <laughs> yeah, so all right, I'll give you my theory here. As you know, as, as you can tell from the layout here, as you were saying about the drink section, so you come through that glass and what's on the left there? You know what's on the left there? It's the magazine rack. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking that this person, you know, they, they went in the community, they came out and then they, you know, they got in the car and they thought, wow, I, I missed my magazine. Mm. And so then they meant to get out of the car and walk and go into the community and buy the magazine. But instead they, they unfortunately just drove their car directly into the magazine rack there. <laughs> so I'm not sure. Um, thank God it sounds like, you know, nobody was, was too hurt, um, but there were three people injured. So, three uh, people injured there, yeah. And as you can see at the top here, that's the Fumimachi guy. That is, uh, press the wrong break. It's the wrong break. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're going to be following up on this. We may make this yeah. a regular segment uh, just to bring yeah. more awareness into this huge problem that exists out there in the Conveni. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody be safe. If you're in the Conveni, take care to keep an eye on who's in the, in the uh, parking yeah. lot. Keep your head on a swivel. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Mike. Um, so uh, as our listeners know, you're in Japan. I am not. Mm -hmm. And so you yeah. have access to the Gimba. The Gimba, of course, the place where the action happens. And uh, heading into our next segment, At the Gimba with Mike. Actually, I think, yeah, what do you got for us this week, Mike? All right, I've got something. Uh, something live. So um, a few months back, even, I think we were talking about a special sort of item. Um, and we talked about it before. At the Conveni, there's a special section where you have energy drinks and stuff like that. And then you also have these packets of drink. And so one that we looked at is none other than the Kirin oh. Hyoketsu oh, yes. Ice Smoothie. Oh my God, yes. So what this is, this is a, this is a bag. This oh. is a bag full of a Hyoketsu, which is a mm. Chuhai ice smoothie pineapple mm. flavor and when mm. we we're talking about this we we're saying you got to be careful because this sort of injection technique <laughs> into your mouth is very dangerous so i'm gonna do this live this is a special video combini boys broadcast yeah, so i'm just gonna man. i'm gonna be and if if you know if something happens be sure you know call 119 in japan that's the number not 911 119 
So I'm just going to crack this thing open here. Be careful, man. You got a kid. You know, you don't want to hit this too hard here. Yeah. So I, um, here we go. All wow. Right. I'll see you on the other side. Let's give it a try here. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Uh, Matt, that was one of the coldest, most refreshing things I've ever tasted in my whole life. This is pineapple flavor. I'm just going to have to go ahead and give it up. Hold on. Mm, yeah. I'm going to give it a four out of five. Ooh. I'd say that if you're going to drink a chew high, this might be the ideal insertion mm. method. Mm. As you can see, this is a, oh my God, I, I got to be careful. I've almost drank, I almost drank the whole damn thing. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. And, um, you know, this, this recall, it's very similar to uh, a, a legendary drink we have in the States. And um, you're shaking your head. You probably know what I'm talking. I'm talking Capri Sun. <laughs> So, um, yeah, uh, wow. This was, this was very impressive and, um, just, just as expected. It looks outstanding. I was super excited. Um, when, uh, Kirin brought that product back, uh, yeah, like a Capri Sun, except better because they've solved the straw problem for you. It's already attached. There's no chance you're going to poke through the other side and ruin your fourth grade lunch. <laughs> As so many of us did. Tragic, tragic experience. But man, yeah, so happy to hear that is a four out of five star item. And great to see the live review here. That was awesome. Yeah, that was that was scary. I think I'm going to make it. But, um, you know, actually, they, they recommend you to freeze it and then take it with you and slowly sort of use your hands to sort of like smash it down Ooh, and nice. drink it like that. I had it out a little bit too long, so this thing was pretty well defrosted. Um, Normally, maybe it wouldn't be like that, but anyways, all right, that's my uh, at the Gemba for this week. Awesome. All right, uh, so wrapping up this week's episode, we head into convening news, and uh, this is also something of a follow-up from last week. Uh, we talked about Lawson bringing out the Oden items mm -hmm. for this season, but now uh, it's not just bringing out Oden, it's bringing out Oden for COVID. Of course, COVID is still a problem around the world and Lawson is figuring out how to manage the Oden yeah. container given the circumstances. And Mike, I got to tell you, I think they've come up with something quite brilliant here. Mm -hmm. um, so we, of course, have a shield, a plexiglass shield mm -hmm. that guards the Oden container which of course presents the challenge, okay, it's no longer self-serve. And so because it's not self-serve, we could have waits. Customers could be waiting a long time, but Lawson has thought of that and they've done a few clever things. First, they've made all Oden items the same price, 90 yen. So no matter if you get a daikon, wow. a sack, a wiener, a gyusuji, it's going to be 90 yen. So you don't need mm. to worry about calculating the price, figuring out how to make it work. Yeah. Also, they have Oden sets. So they have pre-set menus here, as you can see. Uh, for 398 yen, you get four different kinds of Oden. Mm-hmm. So uh, limits the need to think on your feet. You're not going to be standing there going, oh, do I want a use suji and an egg or do I want a sack, a couple sacks and a kombu? You know, you just, uh, you, they got it set for you. And then lastly, they have a family set. 1900 yen, you get 25 things. 
and uh, it's frozen. So you just head home, heat it up, and you're all set for the family. I think this is brilliant, Mike. What 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 what's your take on this? You know what? When when before we're starting, and you're telling me about this news, it um it reminded me of an experience I had just a few nights ago. I actually went to Lawson mm. and um, and I saw this uh, mm. firsthand and I was very confused because yeah, as you said, Oden is normally a thing that you can, you get yourself before you get up to the counter, you get your mm-hmm. little box and you put it in. But um, yeah, I was waiting in line. It was this family in front of me and they were, uh, they were having the person pick the Oden for them. And to be honest, my um, I, the thing I was thinking is that wow, this is taking a long time, and I was getting mm. a little bit impatient. And so I think the problem is is that both the customers and the staff as well are not yet accustomed to yeah. this uh, this new style, and it didn't seem like that the the family in front of me was using one of these sets. It seemed like it was more like mm. uh, let me get one of those, let me get two of those, let me get three of those which is a little bit difficult to, to manage. Cause as, as you can see in this picture, like this is a, there, there's a lot of things in there that look very similar. <laughs> and some of them are very small. You have to kind of like maneuver this. And that's the only tool you've got is that ladle there. And you've got to like handle these, you know, you got eggs, you got uh, radishes. <laughs> so um, I, I, I think it's great. I think this is a wonderful idea. And I'm just hoping that, you know, in the, in the future that the, both the, the public and the, the company themselves will get more accustomed to this new style of Oden. Yeah, uh, no doubt it's going to take some time to get used to it. But uh, yeah, I'm impressed by the effort that Lawson has made here to make it as safe as possible to access uh, this fantastic set of items. Okay, Mike, I think that wraps it up for episode 20. Wow. 20. Wow. 20. What, uh, amazing. Like we started this, what was it in, in May, I think maybe, or even before April, before, I think it may have been March or April, March or April. And, uh, who would have thought we made it to 20 episodes. So, um, and our first video episode is complete. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully it isn't, you know, uh, hopefully it is the, it is amazing and, um, we can just keep doing it in the future. Uh, and definitely, you know, uh, let us know how you feel about this uh, this new the video style. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, that closes out for today. So everyone, thank you all so much for tuning in to the Kamini Boys. Um, please, if you're listening to us on the Apple Podcast app or Spotify or any of the apps, please leave us a like and share our uh, podcast so that other people can find it. And if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, you know, please leave a like, smash that subscribe button. Um, yeah, and uh, we're also uh, on all of the social media. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook and all those. So please uh, give us a follow there as well. And if you have a Kambini memory, if someone has a Kambini memory or any sort of opinion whatsoever about the Kambini, please just give us a call at 617 617- Four five three eight two zero seven, and uh, we'll be sure to share it on the podcast. Uh, so yeah, Matt, I guess that uh, that does it for this week. Um, yeah, any last words? I'll see you at the Conbini. I'll see you at the Conbini. <laughs>